Hey, welcome back everybody to After the Checkers for another episode uh, with a with a one of my favorite drivers. Like I've I've only known JT as a driver uh, for a year and a half, I suppose now. Um, uh, as the announcer at Granite City, he's kind of a regular at Granite City, and or at least he was, and we'll get into that. So, JT Johnson, welcome to After the Checkers. How the heck are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? I am well. I am well. I'm excited to have you on the show. So. Um, so like that, I, I brought it up right there in the introduction is kind of a regular last year. You were like kind of an every single week in the red 89 junior. And now we, mm-hmm. we got a whole different look to the car this year. And we've, yeah. I think I've only maybe seen you two or three times at my track and kind of mm-hmm. a little bit of a limited schedule compared. Like, I think you're at 15 or 16 shows right now, uh, yeah. on the season where a lot of guys are already hitting the. 45 and 50 shows already. So um, is there, is there a reason for that? Or is it just a, 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 what's the reason for that? Well, I guess mainly it was just kind of, I had a job change. Um, You know, I'm, I'm really busy outside of work. I used to be self-employed as a car dealer and now I'm a, I'm a commercial lender at first national Malacca. So my time's a lot busier doing side work and being here and stuff like that. So the start of the year, I, I just planned on running one night a week at Ogilvy and then hitting up a lot more specials. Um, so granted, I'm going to be at as much as I can. I, I love getting over there and I don't want to see the place go away by any means. Yeah. Um, but it's just been kind of that playing it simple, playing it short on the most yeah. part and, and going to the bigger paying stuff when I can. Sure. The tire deal kind of put a, dep- a dampener in that too. I wanted to make sure that I kept good tires on the car for the higher paying stuff and and I, I just feel like if you don't have good tires on in the mod, you're not going anywhere. So really limiting it to the best I can do when I can go out there. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just conserving yeah. resources, basically. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So someone just walked into your office, didn't they? <laughs> they walked by. Yep. They were okay. saying bye. Uh, uh, I'm right. the one closing up tonight. So they were letting me know they were leaving. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of people in that same kind of situation, JT, where they're just, it's you know fuel's more expensive race gas is more expensive tires are more expensive and harder to get and and tin wraps like all of it is harder to get and more expensive and so i think there's a lot of people this year that are are a little bit limited kind of thing instead of you know three nights a week they're two nights a week or one night a week or instead of saturday and sunday now they're just saturday kind of a thing so there's uh uh which is understandable. And that's, you know, I, yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty normal for a lot of people kind of thing. There's only, there's only so many cookies to go around. And when you got to make sure everybody gets a cookie, you got to divide those cookies up a little bit differently kind of thing. So. Yeah, no, for sure. When we, we, we built a new car this winter. Um, I sold my red one last fall and we built another brand new JMR. And when we were getting it out, my kind of plan was I was going to see how the first couple nights went and if everything went well, I was going to travel and I was going to chase that XR tour. I was going to run the mod wars. It will be, um, I want to hit a couple other bigger paying specials. And, and at the start of the year, the thing just was good right off the bat. We had yeah. a couple good runs and I decided that I was going to really prioritize bigger paying stuff over anything else. So I pretty much just sticking yeah. close to home and, and other than just when I want to go out and chase the money a little bit. Right. Right. And it's, I, so you, you mentioned that you have a new car. Your new car is bad ass. Cool. Like I love, love, love the look of your car this year. So thanks. Yeah. uh, The sparkle in the, in the, in the number and, and it's Mm -hmm. just, 
I love that. I just love the look of your car. Like even last year, your red car was, there's nothing spectacular about it. It's just kind of simple and, and the graphics are clean. And I just, yeah. it's my look. Like I love that look when they get super busy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's less cool to me, you know? And so, yeah, I love that. But um, so what is it? You mentioned that you, you're a, you're a, you said commercial lender. So is that like yep. business lending? Like you're a business yes. loan guy. Okay. Yep. And that's a Malacca. Yep. Yep. Okay. So first national in Malacca, we got branches in Gilman, Zerman, Island, Malacca. So I'm based out of Malacca. Nice. So how does a guy that does auto body and car sales and concrete work become the commercial lender? Well, I went to school for it a long time ago. Uh, I got my bachelor's degree in finance about 10 years ago and they had a couple of retirements come down the hill and, and they were looking for somebody local that, um, knew most of the business owners knew around the area, that. knew most of them that they had as clients. And um, I feel like I got a pretty good business mind. Um, so I, I wasn't intimidated by the switchover and uh, it just worked out. I've been here for a little over a year now and nice. uh, it's been a great change. It's, it really Perfect. has. So it's been nice. Um, it's been a lot of fun so far. So are the, you'd mentioned that you're pretty busy. Is You're still side hustling with the, with the car dealership and the, Fixing up trucks and cars and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I think right now I got five repairables that I'm I'm working on that are either out at body shops getting paint work done or sitting at the at my dad's shop. He, my dad's still there every day, um, doing the same thing he always has. So I still got some stuff sitting there, some stuff at my house. Yeah. Um, you get to it when I get to it. During race season, it usually hits a little bit of a, a slowdown as far it's, as getting that oh, stuff yeah, done. Yeah. So you got two, three nights of work, no matter what you're doing on the race car, but still try to get them, get them worked through. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So on to the racing stuff, is there, uh, your 89 junior. So did, are you a junior because your dad raced and he was number 89 or wh- where does, where does the 89 yep. junior come from? Yep. So my dad started racing in 91. Um, okay. he raced, he raced modifieds primarily modifieds up until about two years ago he sprinkled in a couple of years of super stocks and stuff like that in between but um when i started racing in 2008 i was in a b mod and my number was actually 20 um that was just the number i had through sports and all that kind of stuff and it was what it was and i think we went about three years straight where i started the year off with my car and ended the year with his car so at the end of it i'm just like screw it i'm changing the number to 89 junior that way, when I get your car, I'm just going to slap a junior on it. Put a junior. It just looks the same. And, <laughs> so yep. why, like you would yep. wreck and, your uh, car? When or I like... did it, no. Um, so usually what it came down to was he, he for the longest times, I mean, the people that know him joke all the time that he can't hang on to nothing. He, he would just rotate through. Sure. He'll build one, sell it, build one, sell it. And usually it was my car that would get sold. And then I just end up with his and then we'd start off the year with he'd doing the same thing one. and then yeah. he'd sell another one. And I just end up. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a good time. And and when I did it, it was funny because Nate Fisher from Ogilvy, uh, he's, he's good friends with my dad and I've known him forever. Sure. Um, he made the comment of, well, I didn't know why you weren't 89 junior from the start. You should have just done it a long time ago. So it just, it worked out. Yeah. So no, yeah. it works. And it's, it, like i said before the font or the the art that is you know just the way your number sits on the car and it just it's sexy i love 
I get all involved in numbers. People that watch the show all the time know that I'm I'm very anti number on the quarter. The numbers oh. are on the door, not on the quarter oh. panel, and never ever on the sale panel. Like there's a couple guys that have them up there, which you do you like whatever you want to do. But for this guy, numbers go on the door and they're huge. Like they cover yeah. the whole door. Like no like you know oh. boat numbers on the side of your race car yeah. kind of thing. I hate that. Mm-hmm. So, but. Um, so you mentioned you're, you've been racing since 08. Yep. Okay. So, um, and you started B mods. When, mm-hmm. when did you make the switch then to, to modifies or was that kind of the, you would race dad's car at the end of the year. That was a modified then? No, no. Oh. So usually we would, that was back when B mods and A mods were dang near the same thing other yeah. than a motor. Yeah. Um, so I'd usually hit about mid season. We'd now. slap a B mod motor and an A mod and go out but I, I started racing modifieds in 2010 um i had two years in being a b mod and the reason that i moved up wasn't because i was ready i think i had one heat win um in the two years i had in a b mod that's what i tell a lot of guys that are that are starting out that might think they're struggling or something like don't give up because be it took me a few years before i figured it out if i i was not very good the first couple of years yeah um and it simply, the reason was, is my, my dad's built my motors from the start pretty much. Um, I think I've had two motors now that he didn't build and it's the, the Stortz concept that I have this year that yep. that Stortz built. And then, uh, my Wagaman spec that I had the last handful of years, other than that, he built everything. So we moved up in the mods because he'd been racing modifieds for 20 years at that point. He knew how to build. Sure. build them and make good power so it was cheaper for us to put me in a modified than to keep right. on the b mods right makes sense. um so it just it stuck from there there's so, um i had asked uh do you know who josh bolio is is a yeah. modified driver from up in bemidji mm-hmm. uh he he was on the show he's he's the guy that got me this cool little sign back here but um uh he was on the show and i asked him like if you could if you could you know, you're, you're at the track in a brand new, this is the first time he's ever dropping a car at a racetrack pulls up next to you. What advice do you give that guy? And he said, start with good stuff. Like, don't, don't, don't go out and buy a, a $1,500 roller and make it work as a starter car. He's like, because you'll, you'll learn bad habits. Like you'll learn how to drive wrong. And then, and then, two or three years in when you, you think, okay, I've got this and I've, I've, I'm going to sell this and get something nicer. And then you get good equipment. You'll, the good equipment won't do what the good equipment's supposed to do because you will yeah. be driving it wrong kind of thing. Yeah. And so it's uh, kind of the same, like you, I, what made me think of that, as you said, I wasn't necessarily ready. I had one heat win in two years. That's it's kind of the same, same kind of thing as like, when it's time to move up, it's time to move up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're getting a call now, huh? <laughs> yeah. Now we're good. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I was really fortunate to have my dad around. Um, yeah. I mean, the whole time I've been racing, I've been super fortunate to have him around, but especially when I started out because he, he would hop in it, wheel it around the track. And I knew if it sucked, it was me. It, it wasn't was, the car. Yes. Yeah. I had full faith yeah. that I just watched him go out there and wheel the crap out of it. That's good to go. I just need to learn how to drive it. Right. Um, so that was always nice. Cause then I knew I could just, I needed to learn how to drive it, not the other way around. Sure. Um, and I feel like that guys do struggle with that. You know, they, they don't, they either don't get the help right off the bat or yeah. they get bad help. Um, 
and, and that's tough. You know, I, the best, the best thing a lot of guys can do, and, it, and it's hard to say, but find somebody that's really good and try yeah. to buy their stuff, you know, yeah. when you're starting out or um, ask their advice or, or just, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm the same way. There's for the longest time in my, you know, small little racing that I do, uh, there was the mentality of, Hey, these are my secrets. And the, like, I'm not giving this stuff out because it took me forever to figure this out, to become a, a top two, three car all the time. And I'm not giving that information out. And, and then the longer I went and, and what changed my mind on it is you'd see a driver show up and he'd be there for two weeks and then he'd never, you'd never see him again. And, mm-hmm. and he was, you're lapping them on lap six of a 10 lap race. And like, that's not fun for anybody. And, and I thought, man, if, if our little ice racing group is going to grow, someone needs to go over and tell that guy what he's doing wrong, or at least guide him in the right direction kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I literally changed my like 180 and I would give anybody that asked some people that didn't ask all of the information because yeah. then, then it's on me. Like if, if you have the same information that I do and, and, and we're, we have equal equipment, then let's just go race and see who's going to be better tonight, you know, or today. For sure. And so it's, I think there's, I think there's some people in dirt track that are perfectly willing to get maybe, maybe 80 or 90% of the secrets. Yeah. Uh, like I'll keep a little bit of it back and let you figure it out. But, um, and I'm always appreciative of those drivers that like when I'm on the show here, I'm walking around the pits and they're like, yeah, that guy over there is so nice. He's just, he offers help and he like, no, you should be doing this or, I, I watched you out there during hot laps and you're pushing like a freight train. If you change this, it's going to, it'll make you turn better. And, and I'm super appreciative because if it's, if everybody gets a little more competitive and a little more, they're having a little more fun, they're going to stick around a lot longer and and be Mm -hmm. part of our sport long-term kind of a thing. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So, um, so the, the question, like, as I, as I had asked you to be on the show, the very first question that came to mind, like, what should I ask JT Johnson? It's the, the, I always kind of ask, like, I love the number stories. Where did the numbers come from? How long have you raced? That's kind of all the standard stuff. But for JT Johnson, I thought, what the hell's JT stand for? Like, there's no way that JT is his name. So like, mm-hmm. is that, can we ask what, what does JT stand for? Oh yeah. No, it's just, it's as simple as my, the initials for my first and middle name. Uh, it's my name's John Taylor. Uh, and my mom always said that she felt awkward calling a baby John. So it was JT that's in that nice. stuck all the way through. I think the only times I've ever been called John is the first day of school each year when the teacher <laughs> didn't know my name was JT. Yet. The day you graduated so. and you walked across the stage, you were John and everyone yep. went, who the hell's John? <laughs> yep. Pretty much. <laughs> So John Taylor, I, it's, I, I'm going to try to put that in the memory bank. And when, when, when I introduce you at the next modified race that you roll out over the hill, I grant it be like John Taylor Johnson and people are gonna be like, who? Yep. Yeah, no, that's yeah. funny. That's so, funny. Yeah. It's my, my wife actually always liked my middle name better than my first one. So we named our, our um, four-year-old son Taylor because she nice. loved my middle name when we Perfect. got together. So, yeah. Yeah. So is it, like John was just a grown man's name and it was too weird to call a baby. Like I, I can see that. I guess so. That's yeah. how, that's how she felt about it. Yeah. That's weird. So is that, is that a family name then? Yeah. So it was my dad's grandpa. That's, okay. That's where it came from. Nice. Yep. Nice. So yeah. So JT, 
So your name yeah. really is JT. Like that's there's that. I I figured it was some sort of initials kind of a thing like that. But like, do you even answer to John? Yeah, I mean, I'm used to it enough that yeah. I will. But that's funny. Don't hear too often. I bet not. I bet not. So, um, into you mentioned you're married and you have some kids. Like there's, yep. I think, three and a half kids right now, right? Yeah, yeah. So I have uh, a six year old daughter. Um, my son, her name's Aubrey. Okay. Uh, I got a th- uh, he'll be four in a month. His name's Taylor, and then I got a two year old named Brooks, and then we have a, a little girl on the way. So nice. Nice. Yeah. And name's there yet? The beginning of December. Do you, do you, like you're way you're really early on then. So is there is there uh is there a girl name yet? Uh we're between a couple. I think yeah. if I put that out here, my wife would kill me. Yeah, yeah. Let's not <laughs> let's not uh we don't need to be breaking that kind of news for sure. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There's a grandma somewhere going yeah. <laughs> what? Exactly. I don't know. We're not letting that name out. So yep. perfect. So, so, uh, uh, just a general guy, like you're, you're not, uh, seeking to be NASCAR professional racer. You're just a homebody grow nope. in Malacca, live in Malacca. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Pretty perfect. much. No, I mean, if I'm honest, I'll, I think I'll probably race for another six, seven years. And if we go past that, I guess I'll be surprised, but I'm getting my, my four-year-old, uh, I'm going to get him in a cart yet. Later this fall. I was just gonna um, say you might race that much yeah. longer, but I bet there's racing a yeah. lot longer after that. Oh yeah, my my father-in-law and his brother—they have a, a go-kart track that they built out at his brother's house, and it's really nice. Like it's just as nice as the one they have at Ogilvy. Nice. Um, and two three times a year they have a bunch of flat carts that are set up for adults, legit race ones, and we go out there and have fun mess around but they got a couple that are set up for kids so i'm gonna i'm gonna get him out in the kid cart here this fall and go get him ready to twist some laps and hopefully get him out at ogilvy next year and yeah that's pretty cool so that's pretty cool yeah i always said when when the kids start getting old enough that they're going to be in sports and all that kind of stuff i'm going to start taking a backseat on racing i want to be involved with coaching and all that kind of stuff so yep no there's uh that's the right I, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but it's, it's the, it's the good dad thing to do, I think is to yeah. like, you're, you, as a, as a guy, like I, my family shrine is back here and, and my youngest is going to be 21 in a couple months. And it's, it's more fun watching your kids do stuff than it is doing stuff yourself. Yeah. I, I, I mean, and I think every parent would say that kind of a thing. So mm-hmm. it is, uh, if, if you can, if you can have your kids have success during whatever they're doing, uh, that's super fun, man. It's especially if it's something your passion, you know, if, if your son, their son's kids get mm-hmm. into racing and they're having success in that, and that's your passion and they're having success. Oh, it's, it's so yeah. like you're, it's the better than any, like you can go win mod wars and it's not as cool as watching your kid win something that they're passionate yeah. about, you know, so no, for sure, but okay. So we started this thing couple, I don't know, five, eight shows ago or something like that called the racing term of the week. Oh, uh, and it, yeah. And so it's where it comes from is, is dirt track racing has, it's very much has its own vocabulary, right? Like there's mm-hmm. words, there's phrases, things that we say that we get that somebody you know, that's from out of town or from a different sport comes and sits in the grandstands and listens to the announcer talk about this, that, or, you know, he's pushing or he's tight or he's loose or like, 
if, if you think about those, the like JT Johnson's real loose out on the track, that like, what the hell does that mean? That I like, if you yeah. don't know, you don't know kind of a thing. And, um, uh, and so I, I decided to put that into the casual observer of my show. Like what, what do these terms mean? Kind of a thing. So, mm-hmm. um, so your term this week is going to be a heavy track. So okay. describe to us, what is a heavy track? A lot of traction. Um, to, to me, that pretty much epitomizes it. There a lot, I think there's a lot of variations of a heavy track. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's, it, I'm going to be blatantly honest. It's one thing that I absolutely hate. Uh, and most guys that know me, they know, they know that they give me a lot of crap about it. Um, but yeah, a lot of traction and a lot of moisture, usually yeah. a big cushion. Um, yep. usually kind of rough at that point. Cause they yep. don't like to hold together, but it's a little yeah. bit giddy up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Hey, I should write that down. What's a giddy up track that we should, we should write that one down. Um, so uh tends to be not so much a driver's track right no not tends one to be bit. a big freight train yep yeah yep yep usually if there's passing there's some there's some good passes to be involved they're usually a slider or there's somebody ain't being very nice <laughs> yeah yeah or there's there's some hurt feelings in order to make a yep. pass yeah exactly yep. so um so so give us i shouldn't use up my terms because i only have so many but Give us the opposite. What is what is uh, the opposite of a heavy track then? Well, I would say black slick, you know, infield of the tires, smooth yeah. and glass out there. You yeah. Know, yeah. The opposite. Like they say, a dance floor. It looks like a dance yep. floor kind of thing. Yep. So, and then, and that's way more, you got to drive that track. And there's definitely going to be some comers and goers mm-hmm. where, I, I, you know, if you miss the setup by a little bit or you're driving, I always say the the biggest setup tools is in your helmet when you're driving kind of thing. There's that's yeah. the biggest adjustment you can make in the car is, is your right foot and your left foot and your two hands, I guess. But, yep. um, uh, so, so give us, how do you, how do, how do you adjust from one to the other, from a, from a super heavy track to a, to a pretty slick track? Um, what do you mean as far as adjust your driving style? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if you're, I mean, it's not going to go from heavy to slick in one, I suppose it could, to be honest, if you're out there for a a 35, 40 lap or something like that, you could probably go from one to the other. But, um, Mm -hmm. if you're out there in a heat race and they've, they've just watered and the track is, she's pretty one lined and, and really, really fast. And then you get out, you know, later on in the evening, you're the last feature out and it's, and it's, like you say, it's, it's slicked off from, from tires to wall. What is, uh, what's the biggest adjustment that you got to make? I think adjustment as far as just driving wise goes, it, when it's hammered down out there, you, you just got to pretty much buckle up your belts and be, be ready to Go. let her rip and not really care about what you're doing to the thing. Um, when it starts to dry off and it starts to slow down, you, you got to stay on top of your feet, I, I think is the most important thing. Um, you know, when they're, when they're hammered down, you're, you're just sawing on the wheel and, and you're getting yeah. after it for the most part, when it slows down and it's black slick and it's, you have to be in control. You, you yeah. really do. And you have yeah. to keep the tires underneath you. I think that's one thing that a lot of guys that are new to it, it, it takes a while to get used to is the feeling of being tractioned up versus lighting the sure. tires. And after enough laps, you know, when it's right and when it's wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You see, I've seen in my years standing in the announcer's tower, you can see 
newer or inexperienced drivers. I, I always call it, you know, doing the John Force burnout down the back. You know, they come out of two and just mad it. Yeah. And you literally see the car lift up and, and it literally, I've seen smoke rolling off tires. They they set the car down to to get into yeah. three. And all of a sudden the car kind of leaps forward because mm-hmm. it finally hooked up when they let off oh, yeah. the gas kind of a thing. And it's, I would think it's way more of a, uh, maybe you never even hit full throttle on a, on a real slick track. Like it's half throttle at best. Kind Depends of on where you're at, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you know, when you're saying that, I think of when we were up in Ashland on Thursday for that XR tour and, and it was pretty slippery up there Yeah, it and we were parked really right at right in three and four. Um, me and Clayton Wagaman were, were parked right there. So I was standing by the fence watching the features and I was watching the B mods and it was just, you, you could get the guys that were just up there, just hot rodding it and really not going anywhere. And then the leaders would come by and you could just hear them running about quarter throttles yeah, exactly. <laughs> right around the corner and walking away, you know? Yeah. So yeah, no, there's a, there's a lot to that. I, but yeah. That's what it takes on those tracks is just being in control and being able to feel that your tires are hooked up versus not keeping and recognizing you. when it, when it's gone from one to the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Big time. So we do a segment on the show called um, the rapid fire questions. It's a segment that is now supported by uh, MTH Minnesota Trek headquarters. So this is the your MTH.com rapid fire questions. And so uh, I know you've watched the show in the past. And so these, these are random five questions that may or may not have to do with racing. Um, As I, as I look through one of these sort of, has to do with racing and one of them definitely has to do with racing. So, um, so ready five questions. Okay. Okay. So first question is I, I 10 seconds on the clock. We're going to, uh, we're going to get the stopwatch out here. This is a timed one right here. So we'll, we'll start. We're going to give you 10 seconds. You have to name five different racetracks in 10 seconds. Go. Ogilvy, Hibbing, Granite City, Fergus, and Superior. Oh my God, that's six seconds. That's pretty good. That's like that was pretty damn good. So you just went through. I like I was like, he's just going out from his house is what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. So I should maybe change it to ten tracks in ten seconds. That would be tougher to do. I bet you. There you go. But, um. Okay. Question number two: Better cold food, pizza or meatloaf? Whole food, huh? No, cold. Like out cold of the fridge. Food. These oh, are pizza, leftover sure. pizza or leftover pizza. Meatloaf. It's pizza. pizza. Yeah. yeah. See, in my answer to those two is neither. Like, I don't, <laughs> I honestly don't like either one of them cold, oh. but I don't like them hot either. Like, I want mm. 10 seconds in the microwave just to chill them up, just to take the chill off. Yeah. Not hot. It's not cold. It's just perfect. And so, mm-hmm. but, but love both of those. Uh, what is JT Johnson's hidden talent? We know you're a man of, you can, you can wheel a race car, which we all know about. You can fix cars, which we all know about. You can sell them. Uh, you're a, you can flat concrete guy. Like what is something that nobody knows that you're really good at? Hidden talent. Karaoke guy. Are you like, you're a, you're a gymnast at home. Like you can do a handstand no. for 15 minutes. Uh, 
I'll say I'm real good at, at fencing. We have a bunch of horses. Uh, so. Oh, fence. I thought you meant like, Const- like no. swords. I'm fix like, what? That's what fence. you no. <laughs> I, 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 my wife has a bunch of horses, so it's my duty to usually go out and feed them and fix fence and Makes do all sense. that kind of stuff. So I've gotten pretty dang good at that over the years. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Just practice, just repetition has gotten you good at it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I thought you meant like the, you oh know, no, you guys are yeah. fencing with each other kind of thing. I'm like, of all the strange things that you had to think about, like that's, that's, yeah. you should have known that one first, but okay. So this one is the one that sort of has to do with racing is percent of your clothes in, in your closet right now that have mm-hmm. to do with racing. Oh, uh, 10. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, me, I might have six, seven shirts that are either race, you know, friends that have shirts that I've bought or performance body shirts that you get when you spend over 400 bucks. Sure. Um, they pretty much get limited to at the track use and keep the other stuff. Nice. Nice. That's uh, I'm surprised by that. Like I thought there would be like 50% kind of a number on, on you. But yeah. at one point it probably was, but over the last few years, they've started to get wrecked and not replaced. Right. So. Right. Mine have all shrunk. All of my racing shirts have gotten way smaller than they used to be five years ago. So um, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> okay. So then the, the fifth question is always a little deeper question. Like you, like a, let's get into the, the deep, you know, philosophical side of JT Johnson. So uh, the last question here is what is the difference between living and existing? Ooh, that is pretty deep. It's pretty deep. Isn't um, it? I would say the difference would be just, you know, being in the moment and enjoying yourself, you know, existing is kind of just going through your day to day and yeah. monotonous and doing your thing. Just being repetitive. living is actually yeah. enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. enjoying your life and doing things that you want to do and enjoying the people you're with. Yeah. No, I, that's a perfect answer. I, as I, as I, like, I, I've thought of all of these questions. Like I literally sat down one day and just started etching out questions. Uh, I fly a little bit for my job and, and, and on the airplane, I just write questions. That's what I do to not let anyone else bother me is just bring a notebook and write questions. And I always try to answer myself as well. And I, it's what you said is, is about exactly what I think that is too, is like, existing is just kind of it's the it's railroad tracks and and living is more of the roller coaster of life kind of thing feeling Mm -hmm. feeling the feels kind of thing so very cool so that's the uh yourmth.com rapid fire questions that brings us to the last segment which is the pay it forward question uh so the pay it forward question is my last guest gets to ask you a question and then you are going to ask my next guest a question so Um, my last guest is a guy that you're going to know pretty well. When I said your name, he, he kind of lit up a little bit is, is DK Dylan Kromschroeder. So okay. DK designs, he's a, a super stock driver. He's a late model driver and he is a graphics guy. And so he's, yep. he's also a super busy guy. So his question for you, and I thought this was pretty poignant for you is how do you balance personal life and racing life? Like there you're, you have three and a half kids, you have a wife, you have a job, you have a job and you have a job and you have a race car. And how do you balance one side with the other? 
Um, my wife, Tasha is awesome. That's a big part of it. She, she lets me just when summer hits, she knows how it is. Um, so we we're working on it a couple nights a week. Um, but for the most part, it, it's time allocation. I mean, keeping a schedule. I'm usually out in the garage until, yeah, um, I'm usually out in the garage until about 11 o'clock or later, a handful of nights, yeah. you know, a couple nights a week, I mean. Right. Um, I think that's that's one of the, you know, to back up to one of your first questions as to why this year I haven't raced as much is the last couple of years, I, I didn't have that great of years. Um, they, were, they were kind of struggling. And, uh, I felt like I was working on the car way too much, way too much trying to sure. figure out why it wasn't working. And it burnt me out big yeah. time. Yeah. Um, the last two years I quit racing before Labor Day sold everything. So this year, um, with the car working and Simply having because fun, it wasn't fun. It, it's funny. Yeah, no, it wasn't yeah. fun. When yeah. It's not working. It's not fun. And right. I think you'll get that across from everybody for sure. But this year the car has been working. We've been having a good year. And, and it's funny because when, when the things aren't going well, you're working on it nonstop. Like you, you're trying to figure out what's going on. When the thing is working, you're just maintenancing it. You're washing right. it. You're going through everything, checking everything over. And it, it's a lot less stressful taxing. Yeah. Um, so to answer the question, I, for me, it's just planning out my weeks and, and getting everything done. Um, I have a couple of buddies that, that come and help me out. When, when I need it. But for the most part, um, this year it, it, I've been working on everything myself, kind of went back to the basics a little bit. Nice. Um, last couple of years, my buddy Timmer was there every week helping me on the stuff and, and he was a huge help. Now this year he's been helping. Um, one of my buddies that races a streeter, Tom Worth. Um, sure, yeah. And my dad's been around a little more this year, helping me with stuff. So that's been a big help, but, but yeah, no planning time. Biggest nice. thing. Nice. You, you mentioned Tom Worth. Tom Worth has the bad assist trailer in the pits period i yeah. like big giant toter half a billion dollars all of this yeah. cool elevators all that stuff tom worth look him up and find his trailer online he's actually i i have his information he's going to be on the show purely based on his trailer That's uh funny. and so it is i love his trailer it's open which i'm a huge fan of open trailers mm-hmm. and uh, uh just because little kids what the hell is in that toter home? I don't know what's in that toter home. Yeah. And open trailers, you know exactly what's there. And whether it's a, a Hornet or a late model, it's cool to a six-year-old kid to see a race car. Yeah. And man, I, I fell in love with Tom's trailer. I love that trailer, man. So yeah, he'll he'll but, probably give you a pretty good story of how that thing came about because I know the his, story. His I dad asked has had it forever. Yes. His dad I, had I know the story behind it. They outfitted it and it's, it's pretty cool. It is awesome. Yeah. So, um, okay. So that was Dylan's question for you. You get to ask my next guests because Mm -hmm. I, the next show is two people. Um, and it's a husband and wife team. They both raced. It's Skylar and Jenny Smith. They're, they're mod four drivers. They're from up at Bemidji area. I don't know exactly what town, but somewhere up there is their home track. And, uh, and it's a husband and wife and they both race in the same class against each other uh which is we're gonna talk all about that when we have them on the show um and so what would what would jt johnson's question for husband and wife mod four team be can i can i make it a two-part of course there's all right. rules yeah first off for just skylar what's the biggest difference that he's had moving from a b mod to a mod four 
Okay. And then how how do they balance competing against each other in the mod fours? Yeah. I, it's that's a hundred percent what are they is there ever been some quiet rides home kind of thing or like <laughs> yeah yeah um b mod and mod four uh racing and marriage work <laughs> yeah that that takes away one of my questions uh yeah. early on because it's it's I might just incorporate it in kind of a thing, but it's, uh, um, yeah, that's a hundred percent. Like that's because there's gotta be some moments, right? Like where, mm -hmm. like you want your, you want your spouse to be good or, or worse yet you come around and you're like, they just had this happen where sky, like they were both on the track together and, and, uh, and Skylar crashed pretty good. And so like, what's, What's going through Jenny's head when she's sitting under a red flag on the back stretch, looking mm -hmm. at her husband, that's got another car on top of him on the front mm -hmm. stretch kind of thing. So yeah. it's um, uh, yeah, fun stuff, fun stuff. So, mm -hmm. well, man, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day and, and uh, I'm glad we didn't get interrupted with, uh, with some commercial lending questions while you're at work. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I hope to see you more like you're, you're out, you're a great I, I always talk about this show is about the personalities of dirt track racing. And you're a, you're one of the really, really great personalities of dirt track racing. And oh, uh, I, we, I, I hope to see you more over in my neck of the woods, but I will get over to your neck of the woods and watch you as well. Yeah, no, we, we plan on coming over to granted a few more times this year, definitely for like the Piston Cup and right for the gold cup, not Piston Cup um, no, over is. there. And no, it is. The Piston cup. And I'm going to a few more nights. It is the Piston Cup? It is the Piston Cup, yeah. Oh. So so it I used think to be the gold cup. It used to okay. be the gold cup back in the in the in the old yeah. spike days and uh and yeah. now it's the piston cup. So Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I plan on plan on running that. I'm gonna be over there for the rock race coming up. Um probably one or two more nights. Um I, I blew up my motor last Friday in, in Superior, my my good concept. So I got my spec motor back in and We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. When I was over there last Sunday, the the car did not like the weight over the front end. So we're gonna have to mess with it a little bit here to see if I can get it dialed back in. And so I might be running a little more than I planned on trying yeah. to find it again. Yeah. So there goes that. Just wash the tires and straighten the tin a little bit, and let's race it again next week. Now you're working on shit. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. I was out out doing all kinds of stuff to it last night, trying to get it ready for this Saturday. So that's all right. You know. That's it. That's what makes racing fun. Like if you, if it yep. was just easy, everyone mm -hmm. would do it. It wouldn't be fun. Right. It's, it's the, it's, it's the 40 hours of work to go run 25 laps. That's the fun part. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> for sure. And the, the mind numbing part is trying to figure out what you, what you changed that changed the car. You right. know, especially when they, when they're, when they're going really good and you're having some good nights, you, you don't hardly want to touch them. Yes. So. I, I, yeah. I've said a whole bunch, the, the people, my inner circle, I'm like, I, I desperately want to have someone on the show that will literally just let it all out. Like, like, here's my weights, here's my percentages, here's my Ugh. tire pressures, all of that kind of stuff. And, and kind of talk about that, about yeah. when, when it is all perfect, it, do you, do you try to get it a little more perfect or do you, are you content to leave it? And, and I think. I think everybody would say, yeah, you try. 
And it's probably honestly more like 50, 50 um, if they do or not when they yeah. hit a really good spot. Cause I know most guys have had it where they've had a really good car and they yeah. try a little more and then all of a sudden it goes and away. And they can't. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But I, I know nowadays, you know, at least in the modifieds um, I think that everybody's pretty similar. I mean, most of our setups now are, they're all real baseline. They're, they're real similar and it's yeah. all, what the driver wants, making little changes, right. doing different things to fit what they want. But you you start looking at at numbers and scale sheets and that kind of stuff. From what I've seen, a lot of them are really similar. Yeah, so yeah. We kind of hit that point. And and you, I, me and me and Sabraski were talking about this the other day. Um, it seems like everything's kind of caught up. You know, for the last five years, each year it's been one car has been way in the modifieds at least. Yeah, has yep. been way better than the other ones. And now this year you watch and they're all kind of hitting that stride where they're, yeah. they're pretty even, you yeah. know? Yep. Um, and when you, when you like one manufacturer, you're saying one chess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 I would agree. Now, you know, for, for a couple of years, MB was on top of the world and then it was lethal and, and SSR has always been right there. And now, yeah. you know, Jay this year came out with these new JMRs and, and, all of us that got them we've been fast you know especially the last couple of weeks been real fast yeah and it's yeah. just everything's been balancing out it's, it's 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 always interesting to watch that because you know they the manufacturers feel when they're falling behind a little bit and then they they spool it back up so, and then they're back on the king of the hill again exactly. until somebody else has to so yeah yeah no it's know. it's um and that's it's the whole you know steel sharpened steel kind of a thing that yeah. it's think i mean that's the whole reason we're racing right is competition yep. And, and there's, there's, you know, JT Johnson's lined up against Shane Sabraski and they both want to win this race, but then, you know, Jay McDonald wants to go out and line up against David Stremme and see who's, who made the better chassis kind of thing. And, yep. and, and there's the engine builder that lines up against the other engine builder and who made the most power. And then there's, I would imagine American racer and Hoosier are, are like, who's, who's got the better tire this year. Mm -hmm. Like all of those kinds of things, there's competition throughout the whole thing. And that's what makes it bad ass. It's like, yeah. it gets us all excited and ready to go this weekend to the racetrack. So, yeah, but, for sure. well, man, I, I thank you. Uh, I'll let you get back to banking and uh, I, I couldn't thank you more and, and we'll see you very soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, man. JT Johnson on after the checkers.